This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Kelly Fullman. She is the author of Be the Hero and Rescue Yourself, Creating the Inner Courage to Wear Your Own Cape. Kelly, it's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So first off, congratulations on your very first book. That's exciting. Thank you. Uh, you know, lessons, lessons on creating a book, not just the lessons that are inside the book. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to go through both, but let's focus on the lessons in the book, in the book rather first. Um, you know, immediately to be totally candid, when you read a title like that, Kelly, it, you know, it's powerful because, you know, be the hero. We've seen that in titles before, but then you write rescue yourself and create, you know, creating the inner courage to wear your own cape. So immediately before, you know, as I'm opening the book, this is going to be a, a personal story of rescue. It is. Yeah. So tell us, how would you put the, the book into your own words? So I wanted to create um, a kind of a disruption in the self-help book industry. Um, in my book, I talk about how life um, is not 10 easy steps. Um, there's no such thing to, a, you know, 10 easy steps to, a, you know, unicorns and rainbows and, and you know, Skittles all, all day long. So at the end of the day, you've really got to truly put the work in and rescue yourself. So inside my book, I talk about heroes that have come to my rescue in some areas, opened up opportunities, opened up doors. But at the end of the day, I had to put my own cape on, whether it was wrinkled or had holes in it or had been folded up in a closet or even throw it, threw it in the trash. Um, had to pull it out, put it on and rescue myself and walk through those doors and do the work. So that's really where the book came from. Now, tell me, I guess, I guess, what is the goal? What are you hoping the reader achieves after after reading your stories and such a personal story? So I really want them to take the lessons. They're not chapters and they're not steps. And I'm not trying to order someone around. I'm not trying to say, if you do this, you're gonna have a better life because my lessons and what I've learned from those lessons inside the book um, were my own. And I just wanted to give them an opportunity to read and understand and learn some of the steps that I took. And then there's also journaling inside the book where they can write down their own um, opportunity to solve their own problems or to rescue themselves. I mean, as I've been in a leader, uh, leadership roles for years and then worked for an organization where we helped companies and organizations create their own kind of customer service and guest experience, I have learned that people do better if they create their own strategy instead of just someone handing it over to them and them trying to muddle through it themselves because they're able to kind of sit down and say okay I can do this these are the steps I can do instead of someone else that said was that your experience Kelly was that some of the the, the impetus for writing the book because you, you didn't have those choices 
Yes, I had to. I had to make the choices myself. I mean, I can have someone give me advice all day long, um, but at the end of the day, I had to put my own plan together and be able to walk through those steps myself. And it was my own. It wasn't somebody else's. So I could really feel good about when I solved a problem or I pushed through either my dyslexia or my drug addiction. I was able to take those steps and be able to call it my own instead of someone else. Right. So, so you mentioned just some of the, some of the things you've experienced um, in your journey. Just tell everybody a little bit about your background and what you do, and and sort of how that relates to the content of this book. Well, um, probably about a year or so ago, I was laid off. Um, I worked for Disney Institute, the Walt Disney Company, and uh, I had to literally rescue myself. It wasn't the plan. It was kind of a it's just a shock to many of us. And at the time, my husband and I started our own business, um, a trailer rental business, and we just were doing it as a side hustle. And here we are about a year later, and we are running a, an organization that has, has made money. Um, we've been able to be very successful. And through this, I was able to write a book, start my podcast, um, and really start a vlog on uh, YouTube and build a, a following. So really, even though stuff is not planned, like those steps can be pulled out from under you. They could rot. Uh, someone could, you know, pull that, pull the step out from under you. What are you going to do? How are you going to create opportunities for yourself to be able to make an income, make a good living and enjoy life? Because at the end of the day, it's all really up to you. So um, through my dyslexia, through drug addiction and learning how to overcome all the obstacles either I have set in front of myself <laughs> or other people have set in front of myself. I've really created opportunities to grow and learn and move through those lessons. And I'm not saying it's been perfect. I've not been probably the most perfect person to get through obstacles. Um, sometimes I'm crying. Sometimes your hair is in a ponytail. Sometimes there's no makeup. Sometimes there's lots of chocolate eating. <laughs> um, but at the end of the yeah. day, you have to be able to move through it. Um, and sure. I've been able to do that. And um, it's 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 been quite a journey for the last year. Um, so even being your own hero doesn't stop after I made this book. You have to continually do it every single day. It's, it's not something that ends at the end of the day. Um, you can put it in the closet at night, but sometimes in the morning, you just got to put it back on. Yeah, no, sure. Um, you know, all that said, you know, I mentioned earlier, it is, it is so personal and, and you do talk about in the book, what you just mentioned that you're not perfect and no one's perfect. And it, you know, it's fluid. It, it evolves even, you know, the contents of this book, as it relates to your life each and every day. Um, I guess who is then that's all that said, who's the target reader? Is this someone who is trying to rescue themselves professionally, personally, both, um, oh. both. You know, sometimes we're in situations and I always say one part of your life is going really well when it feels like the other side is falling apart. So usually your personal life and everything is chugging right along and your career too. And maybe you get laid off, especially right now. And, you know, everything's kind of tanking and sometimes that can move into your personal life or your personal life is tanking, but your career is doing really well. Both of them weave together and can really affect a person in both ways. It's kind of, you know, if your home life is great, then, you know, you're engaged and happy at work. And if you're engaged and happy at work, then home life usually comes around. But um, professionally or or personally, um, someone who's truly struggling with trying to figure out where do I go from here? How do I move forward? 
is this, I mean, would you say, is it, was a book like this not available when you were going through your tough no. times? Is this, this is something that you wish would have been available to you? I wish it would have been available and I wish it would have been short like mine. Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. with my ADHD and my dyslexia, reading is not um, my best or strongest suit. Um, I'm an audiobook person, so I like to listen um, and be able to visually see things. So the reason why the book is so short is because I wanted people to have an impact, be able to read the lessons, understand, and be able to write their own thoughts down in their own plan and be able to move on. I mean, you can truly read my book in just a couple hours. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. C-Suite Radio. Yeah, it, that's what I say. It is, it is very user-friendly. I like to say it's snack size because... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes less is more. It's, it's quality, not quantity, um, you know, and you, you get right to it. And I do like the journal aspect of that, um, of what you just mentioned, because there is, you know, like you said, there's a place to write down your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after after you digest all of your, after, you know, you digest your personal experiences. Um, the titles are, are unique. And, and again, they grab you um, because, you know, like for instance, there's one, one section called My Crown is Crooked. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and so is yours. Um, tell us a little bit about that, um, because that 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 anecdote kind of you know uh, went in many different directions, and it wasn't exactly as I expected. Well, it's it really comes from my pageant background. Um, I was uh, Miss Beaumont uh, back in the day, and I was in the Miss Texas pageant quite a few times. Learned a lot of lessons through there, and then as I became an adult, I was uh, Mrs. Denton County and competed in the Mrs. Texas International Pageant. And everybody sees the ending result. Everybody sees the glamour and the hair and the makeup and the lashes and the earrings and the beautiful gowns. They all see the end result in that interview question where you have to be perfect and on point, but they don't see all the imperfections that happen behind the scenes. I mean, even months before and even months after um, a, a uh, beauty queen. So you think that we're always beautiful, we're always on point, which we try to be, but Honestly, I think this perfection or perfect um, image that we all try to portray on social media and on our um, social media accounts is just wearing on our young girls. And it's wearing on us mothers who think that, you know, these amazing women that have these clean houses and these beautiful, happy kids, not that 24-7. We're not. All of our crowns are crooked. We all have one, um, but they're all crooked and nobody, nobody's perfect. Not even 
Miss Texas or Mrs. USA or Miss Universe, we're just human and we're yeah. gonna make mistakes. Yeah, and I like, you know, you're, you're really, uh, you're vulnerable because, you know, you talk about how in the beginning of the book, if you Google you, you see XYZ, you know, beauty queen and all these great things. And, you know, your point was that that's, those are just words and, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the issue. What, what would, I mean, what is your attitude with, you know, in terms of social media with children and, and this world we live in based in, based upon your experiences, Kelly? So I work with the juvenile impact program here in right. Denton County. Mm -hmm. And I talk to kiddos um, and especially my son, he's 13. So he's at that age about social media safety and how important it is. I limit my son's social media. Um, he only has two social media accounts, um, but they're limited. I have so many <laughs> uh, codes on his phone that he has to ask for more approval to be able to get to his social media accounts. And even I see everything that's on his phone. It's so important to help your kids understand that that's not real. That's not real life. That is a snapshot of someone's life and they want you to see the perfect real. I mean, they, I mean, you're in TV, you know, things can be cut, things can be pushed down, color can be changed, faces and, you know, imperfections can be smudged out now on social media. Um, so we have to be really careful about how our kids see things on social media, especially our young girls. They were they were talking uh, quite a, some time ago that young teenage girls are becoming more and more depressed because they are sitting at home, scrolling through social media, watching someone's perfect life and thinking that that's what their life should be like. And it's really difficult to, um, especially at, at teenage years with the hormones and trying to figure out who they are, you don't want that first impression of what they have to be or should be to be able to be noticed or liked or loved. Was it difficult for you, Kelly, to decide what to include in the book? I mean, was anything left out? Because you, you know, you talk about being called by the FBI and new, nude pictures of you from high school being, um, you know, publicized. Um, it's, it's heavy stuff. So, so you know, how did you decide, you know, what what you know what to use and what not to use? Um, I was really nervous because at the time I worked for an organization that probably wouldn't like these stories very much. And um, when I was laid off, I was kind of freed up uh, to be able to add some of the stories that I didn't have in there to begin with. So we completely kind of revamped the entire book once I was laid off. And I thought that truth and authenticity would number one, give me the ability to speak out against it and be able to connect with other people that might have had the same issues, maybe connect with young teens that might have the same issues or feeling that they have to show their bodies off to get love or get affection or get attention. Um, because I tell those stories in my impact program in a very private setting um, and it gives a great impact to the parents and also the kids. So I thought, why not put it in a book? I mean, here it is, it's public, it's me. There's a couple of chapters that um, we did take out that I'll probably add into the, the next uh, book one or two or three. Um, there's one in there that I did not put in there talking about forgiveness. Um, forgiveness of myself and of um, other folks, especially. You know, like you, you also talk about addictions. Um, mm -hmm. Like, like I said, it's heavy stuff. Um, you know, now that you've written this book, I imagine it's pretty cathartic for you. When you look back, Kelly, what would you have done differently if you would have had a book like this? You know, how would you have navigated differently? You know, I think knowing 
um, that someone actually went through what I was going through at the time. Um, I probably, you know, honestly, I don't know if I really want to go back and do anything differently. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> okay. My story um, has made me who I am. I think it's made me more humble. It's made me more open, more empathetic to other folks. Um, it has given me the ability to sit down and talk to troubled teens and hopefully give them some ideas or opportunities to choose a different path so they don't have to go through what I went through. Um, you know, I wish I did, my mom did some of the best things um, for me when I was younger with my dyslexia. She gave me a magazine of dyslexic CEOs and it changed my perspective on my intelligence and how I saw myself and how um, I thought that I was dumb for so long. And I was like, these folks own and run big companies and big corporations, they're brilliant. I can do that. So that's really all I really want this book to really help folks look at. You know, at the end of the day, I can be my own hero. I don't have to wait for that superhero to come in and swoop up and pick me up and make a better life for myself. I can, I can, I've got it. Uh, as long as I have the tools and the support, I've got it. I can do this. I, I, I can't believe we're out of time. There's so much to get to, but you know, final thought, I'm curious, Kelly, if someone asked you, when, when did you become your own hero? I do it every day. <laughs> I mean, there's certain points in my book where I became my own hero, but I do it every day. Um, you know, with running a business um, and, you know, having a family and um, moving through uh, life with a 13 year old son at my house, <laughs> you are your own hero every day. So every day I am. Um, but sometimes I have other people that are my very own heroes that snap me out and yank me by the hair and say, Kelly, you're better than this. So yeah, every yeah, day. no, it's important. Yeah. I mean, the book is about being your own hero, but you know, you also discuss other here, you know, it's okay to get <laughs> outside yeah, heroes as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I've met, I've said it many times, it's very personal. It's very raw. It's very candid. Um, you know, and thank you for sharing. Cause there's a lot of great lessons and we look forward to the next one and the, and the, in the section on forgiveness. Yes, the section on forgiveness. It's going to be a big one. So it'll be, still be in Be the Hero and Rescue Yourself, but the title down at the bottom will probably change. So uh, be looking for um, probably a, how to conquer your inner villain. So we'll get that one out. <laughs> All right. We look forward to it. Thank you so much, Kelly. Congratulations you. on your first book. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV via Zoom. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Sweet Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com. <laughs>